Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris. That's Dan. And Dan, we did it. We made it to the end of season two. We did it in less time it took us to do season one. And season one was half as long. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. But yes, uh, (laughs) we have finished season two. And as we move on to season three, we are going to attempt a two episode a week schedule moving forward. So you will start receiving episodes of Stupid Sexy Podcast where we're going to record them on Fridays, but we'll release one Friday night and one on Monday night. How's that sound, Dan? Does that sound good? Do you think the, the folks will like little double dose of Samson's? I think so, and I will like it because we might actually make progress. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd like to eventually get up to a, th- a three-a-week schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but let's do the two for a little bit and see how we go here. Or we're never going to get to some of these episodes. So, Dan, what are we reviewing this week? Original air date, July 11th, 1991. Yes, that is a big gap because this episode was way behind schedule. Yes. (laughs) So it airs way out of sequence. Uh, (laughs) It is season two, episode 22, entitled Blood Feud. That's right. So... We're going to kick things off, as usual, with a quick plug. Make sure to check out all the great content on CKCC Radio. Uh, We're going to have a website coming up soon where you can access all the CKCC Radio content in one location. And you'll be able to pick which show you want to watch or listen to or watch because there'll be YouTube stuff up there, too. And everything will be nice and easily sorted. And the two shows for with backlogs, like J Bunny's Music Hub, And by the numbers that have backlog episodes, once those go up, since they'll be out of sequence in the order, you'll be able to listen to them in order through the website. And we'll eventually have, we'll have all the patron content up there. We'll have everything up there. In fact, I think one of the patron perks is we'll actually list our patrons by name and let them, maybe we'll uh, give them a little, little. A wall of fame. Yeah. There you go. A wall of fame. That's it. That's it. That's the hook right there. You heard it here first. Growing up, we had the Hall of Fame, Lee, where if there was a hall in our in our house or apartment, we would put the family pictures up. There you go. That's actually <laughs> kind of clever. I like that. The Hall of Fame, Lee. Uh, and I do want to announce that we will have a guest coming very soon, especially if we hit this two-episode-a-week schedule. We'll have one in two weeks because, like, Father Like Clown happens pretty early in season three. And Chris Decker from the A-Show, pro wrestling referee on the indies, and a we've only been friends since college, but it feels like a lifetime of friendship because he's such a good brother. Well, dude, college was 16 years ago, dude. Yeah. (laughs) My dude. It was for for us now, so yeah. That was was like half a lifetime, so. (laughs) All right, so of course with Blood Feud... Uh, Bart is writing that he will not sleep through his education on the chalkboard. And when the family gets on the chalkboard, or the couch, the couch falls through the floor. Which I think we've seen that one already, but it it doesn't matter. So, the show starts off with a, with Diamond Joe Quimby, and he's there to christen the brand new warning sign for the Springfield nuclear power plant, where it tells you if everything's fine... Or if yeah, there's a mild, I've seen those. yeah, 
Or if there's a mild meltdown, roll up your windows or evacuate or repent sins, basically. And of course, Homer like does the elbow to the guys that work with him. Jokes on them. If there was a real meltdown, there wouldn't be any power to look at <laughs> the sign. I know. Friggin' love that. Yeah, so I grew up near near ish a nuclear plant. Oh, there you go. And actually, I, li- I live near one now. Actually, um, where I grew up in New York, there's one in Oswego. And uh, uh, during the Cold War, we were in the top ten targets for the Russians to attack because. If you nuke a nuclear power plant, you get a double nuke, and it would take care of most of the eastern United States. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that sounds so. about right. Uh, so another important note here is, uh, well, not really important note, but uh, I also live near a nuclear power plant. You might have heard of this one, Dan. It's called Three Mile Island. Mm-hmm. And I think I think everybody's heard of that one. Seems like uh, it was in the news, like you know, thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, very, very much so. It, I've I've seen it when I go to the Harrisburg Airport. It looks exactly like Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. It's just it's got a uh, three cooling towers instead of two. That's yeah. actually the only difference. It's the exact cooling towers. The look. They're even that same that same slate of gray. So there you go. But uh, when they announce Mr. Burns to give a speech, he is just not there. And Smithers is concerned that he's never late. And my immediate ponder, my immediate pondering is why the hell wasn't Smithers there for Burns in the first place? Because we've established that Smithers is usually pretty much at Burns' bedside. So how did this happen? Right? Like, he was conveniently not there at this point for the for, of this episode. Ah, freaking plot lines. But, uh. Oh no! It's like as if the Simpsons has to has a convoluted forty year history that you just kind of have to go with episode by episode. But this is the point of this podcast, right? Is to point this stuff out. So <laughs> <laughs> now I will say I do admire Burns' strength for trying to basically be like where he's just like, oh, we, we got to get you to hospital. No, I I can take care of this myself. You know, he's. Because we've also seen in future episodes that Burns is basically as impotent as an infant. But he uh, he has a little bit of strength here. Basically, he's just in bed. and So here comes Dr. Hibbert to diagnose him, even though he's a pediatrician. Well, he, That's the thing, right? He's like a pediatrician, but then he's also like a regular doctor. A surgeon and stuff. And he's yeah. like a head surgeon. He's basically a jack-of-all-trades. It's as if they had... An idea for one doctor in the town, and then they came up with a quack doctor, and that's all they have. Yeah. All they have is Dr. Hibbert and Dr. Nick. (laughs) Yeah, we have a whole hospital filled with doctors, but these are the only doctors you ever see. Well, it's that weird weird spot in your life where it's like, am I too old to go to my pediatrician? How do you get a new doctor? Yeah. When do I get a new doctor? I know, it's the worst. So I like that... uh, He's like, well, Burns has hypohemia, an infection that leaves a person without enough blood. Oh, I'm not an idiot, doctor. I know what hypohemia is. How long does it take to sterilize a needle? Oh, no, because he says, what do we have to do? Well, he needs a blood transfusion. All right, well, how long does it take to sterilize a needle? A few seconds. Well, just, he just, Smither just rips his clothes off. Just leave me enough blood to get home. He's like, yeah, it's not that simple. Burns has type double O negative blood. (laughs) And it's very rare. 
So, so my father is an Oneg, and he gets solicitations all the time to donate blood because yep, universal donor. So I used to think I was O positive, and then when I actually donated blood, I discovered I was A positive. So I have no, I, I never remember what it was, but as as is shown in this episode right now, my mom knows everybody's. Yeah. Uh, so I love that uh, Smithers gets on the loudspeaker at work and he's like, our beloved Mr. Burns is gravely ill. He's like crying and people are kind of like kind of giggling at it. And he's like, if you've got that right blood type, you know, come on out here and do this. And I forget what uh, I forget what Homer says that makes Carl kind of snap at him. I don't have like, he's like he does something about his boss. and He's like, but I'm your boss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm your supervisor, Homer. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> so we have Lisa at home teaching Maggie advanced animals like the zebu. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, she's like, what are you? Why are you teaching her those animals? Because the animal kingdom doesn't end with the farm with the the uh, the barnyard, and she needs to have all the advantages that I didn't have. <laughs> I'm just like, well, Jesus Christ, Lisa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's the other thing is, is uh, Smithers curses himself out for having B-positive blood. Because damn this common blood. <laughs> so he's like, Marge, what's my blood type? Uh, A-positive. Oh. oh, that's so romantic. I I know everything about my family. So, of course, here comes all the quizzes, you know. What's, what's Lisa's ring size? How many teeth does Bart have? His allergies? Oh, she's like, has the number of adult teeth versus child teeth? Yeah. Oh, my. And then... How much hair do I have? Oh, homie, you've got lots of hair. Well, Burns needs double O negative blood. No one at the plant has it. Well, Bart does. Woohoo! All right. It's like, come on, boy, you got a date with a needle. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to give blood. <laughs> He's like, I got rights. Yeah, you got the right to remain silent. Did do it. My parents pulled that on me before, too. Uh, right to remain silent? Yeah. What about my rights? You got the right to remain silent. <laughs> But I like that Homer does, like, the little bedside stories, like, Bart, I'm not asking you to do this for free. That'd be crazy. <laughs> when you <laughs> save a rich man's life, he showers you with riches. You ever hear the story of Hercules and the lion? Is it a Bible story? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I like that it's just, like, a, a dumb story. Hercules got got a, a needle out of the lion's paw, so he showered him with riches. Well, how did the lion get riches? It was the olden days. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. But yet, uh... It, like, muddles together, like, five different stories into one. I know, it's so funny, but, uh... But... So, uh, yeah, so he convinces him, and they go to the the bloodmobile, and... No one's there, and then they realize fucking Otto runs it, and he's working on underneath, and then he just... Oh, he washes his hand with a moist towelette? Yeah. While he's humming in a Gata (laughs) Davida? And then he's like, oh, yeah, this is good for the time Smithers you don't have to drive the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and then Smithers shows up, and he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Which one do <laughs> I hug like, first? Uh, the boy. <laughs> so, of course, they – I like the uh, the fire bucket line of getting the blood to burns as fast as possible and the friggin' guys in the elevator just humming. <laughs> and he forgot to hit the button. Like, oh. Oh. Class. And then – and then, of course, Burns is like, Smithers, I'm not going to make it, so I want to to leave my memoirs. And as the blood gets in, he gets stronger. He's like, 
see Charles Montgomery Burns, American Patriot, Scourge of the Desert. And then as the blood gets lower, he gets stronger and he just jumps up. Smithers, I'm back with, of course, his bony ass hanging out of the hospital <laughs> gown because what else? Now he's so now he's running through the plant and, you know, jogging clothes like, hey, it's it's good old you. He's all happy and Homer's like, yes, jackpot. Of course, breaking nuclear shit in the process because that's how this works. Obviously. You know, for one blood transfusion, he's doing really freaking good. So he's like, and of course he's like, Smithers, I feel better than I've ever felt. What's the what's the lad's name that donated the blood? Bart Simpson. He's a son of Homer Simpson, one of your low license 7G. Ah, yes. Well, the Simpsons are going to get getting a very, very fabulous gift. And as Homer is sorting through the mail, he finds a letter from C.M. Burns. He's like, let's do this out back where the neighbors can see. Turn on the lights. No, turn off the lights. Do something. Lisa's just like, okay. So she turns on the sprinklers. All right, let's see. It's a little thin, but it could be a check. Uh, there's no check, but don't panic. I'm sure the card tells us where to find the money. Dear Bart, thank you for the blood. Ah, uh, no, it's just a card, and everybody just goes inside, and Lisa turns off the sprinklers and leaves Homer outside. But I love that he's when he's ranting about it, he goes, Nothing. No riches, no money, not even a lousy card. Oh, wait, there was a card. That's what got me so mad in the first place. <laughs> he's like, come on, Homer, you did something nice. You don't need a reward. He's like, Marge, I love you, but you're, like, sucking the energy out of the room. Yeah. Mom, we got hosed. And then they yell at Bart. So he's like, Bart, take a letter. Dear Mr. Burns, thank you very much for my son's blood. In case you didn't know, I was being sarcastic. He's like, you stink. You're a bony old man with girl arms and a you smell like an elephant's butt, which, of course, Bart threw in. But Marge convinces Homer not to mail the letter because he does the hand thing and it always works. And Homer's like, you've prevented me from making a terrible mistake. Because he has the dream of him choking the riches out of Burns. And then it turns into him choking a syrup bottle to eat pancakes. And of course he wakes up eating his pillow. You never have a dream where, you're, where you've eaten in your sleep? Like, I've never eaten my pillow, but I've totally I had, had a those. dream where I ate the world's largest marshmallow. <laughs> and then my pillow was gone. My cat, Lily, eats in her sleep. Like, she'll be laying there at the edge of the bed, all curled up, and you'll hear her go, and you look at her like, what the hell? And she's just eating in her sleep. I think it's the funniest thing. Now, of I course, mean, what, what else do cats dream of? They dream of eating, they dream of killing things, and they probably dream of sleeping. Yeah, probably. That's their life, right? <laughs> I mean, my other cat, Perry, he runs in his sleep. Like, you'll see him. He'll just start twitching when he's dreaming. <laughs> his little legs start going. You know he's chasing something. But uh, Homer's like, eh, you prevented me from making a terrible mistake as he eats real pancakes. But then we find out that Bart went and mailed the letter. Wait, where is it? I can't find it. <laughs> Bart, have you seen the letter? Think yeah. really hard. The last place I saw it. Was, was in, in my, my hand. <laughs> I was dropping it into the mailbox. And that he gives that super loud dough where you see the guy pruning Flanders bushes even looks up. I'll show you, Matt, in the morning. 
So, uh, what's the what's the plan here? Well, we're gonna try to uh, get it out of the mailbox, which fails spectacularly because you know once something's in a mailbox, you can't get it. So he tries beating up the mailbox, see if it opens up, doesn't open up. So he's like, I know what we'll do. We'll put water in there, <laughs> and then it'll ruin every letter in there, but it will ruin our letter. <laughs> but, Dad, don't other people have mail in there? So few people will get a few lousy letters. All right, Bart, keep an eye out for the mailman. Say something like, the mailman's here. The mailman's here. Good, just like that. And then he realizes that there's the mail lady. The female carrier. Yep. Are you going to water the man? You know, his plan actually might have worked if he didn't stop to monologue. It's, that si- it's what Syndrome said in The Incredibles. Don't monologue. You're wasting time. He probably could have gotten away with that. <laughs> but. you got to be more Ozymandias. Exactly. Good word. I love that word. So, <laughs> well, there's no point in running because you know my name and address. That's right. Well, too bad he runs anyway and Bart just casually walks off. And then I love his secondary plan, which is to go to the post office to try to get the letter himself. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. All right, Mr. Burns, what's your first name? I don't know. Great plan, Bart. (laughs) It actually would have been a good plan. So now the only thing left to do is to camp out outside Burns' office. Forgetting which, which wrist he's got his watch on. Yeah, because he doesn't show up until 8 o'clock. But, meanwhile, Mr. Burns decides he's going to write his memoir. Oh, yeah. What's that you say? Me thanking you? How uncharacteristic. Well, I hope you enjoyed reading this as much as I hoped writing it. Which in- which includes them getting a ghostwriter that he immediately fights. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest part, too. He just fires him immediately. Oh, yeah. Have you slept on anyone famous? Well, oh, what is that pertinent to my information? You're fired. So, of course... He just finished writing his memoir about... Yeah. And he shows up with that intimidating-looking letter opener. And then he's like... He was there the entire night. Yup. And, of course... Oh, look, it's a letter. Oh, it's from you! And he, and of course, since the letter starts out nice, he's like, you just made my day. Oh, wait, there's more here. In case you were wondering, I'm being sarcastic. sarcastic. And his eyes narrow and everything. I gotta say, even though it's season two animation, they do a good job making the characters expressive. I love when he's freaking ranting in front of Smithers. He's like... Bony girl arms, are they? Liver spots, did I? (laughs) Every single thing. It was like, yeah, dude, just like a few months ago, you were naked in front of his wife and she painted you. Yeah. So, of course, he has, as he has Homer taken out by one of the, uh, one of the big bouncer guys that they have there. Come on, Joey, don't twist my arm. Hey, Homer, I don't tell you how to do your job. I could crush him like an ant, but that would be too easy. I'll bide my time, and oh, the hell with it. I'll just crush him like an ant. <laughs> Did you also notice that he's writing his autobiography with a quill? Because of course he is. Yes. Got the classic ink and quill pen. Because he's such an old man, so everything he does is outdated. There are some great like references to how outdated Mr. Burns is when he's with all like his old timey technology and everything. 
Uh, there's there's some good jokes with that. Like that's the thing. Like he's like an evil person, but he's also so old that he's been around for all this crap that nobody else has been around for. Well, one of my favorites is Homer at the Bat, where he lists his the team he wants. Oh yeah, and they're all dead. <laughs> yep, that's the best part too. So he fires he Homer. Guy played in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, so he fires Homer. And then he wants him beaten up. But Smithers is just so reluctant to do this. He can't because, do it because Homer is the reason why Mr. Burns is alive. Yeah. And we need him beaten up. No problem. Wait. Uh, beat up, but no kicking. No, Hold the kicks, right? Wait. Well, what did Homie do anyway? He saved Mr. Burns. He just collapses into his arms crying. Yeah, I know that guy. I play poker with him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Well, we need him beaten up. No problem. Like, I like that that's just, that's like the goon thing, right? Is, yeah, I know who that is. I had dinner with his wife yesterday. Oh, you want me to put a bowl in his head? Okay. Okay. You you pay me, right? Exactly. (laughs) I've never seen Mr. Burns this mad, and he's always kind of (laughs) mad. So Homer goes to drown his sorrows at Moe's Tavern, and while he's there... Here comes oh, the prank. It's the classic prank call that is in fo- phony calls. The From Weird Al. Yup. Yup. We talked about this on Ranking Tracks when uh, when Jeff and I reviewed Bad Hair Day. Most having where the elite meet to drink. Is Mike there? Last name Roch? Hold on. My crotch. My crotch. Everybody laughs except for Homer, of course. <laughs> now listen here. One of these days. Uh, the, I'd love the prank calls were always fun. They uh, some of them some of them are ridiculous, but you know, I- I'm glad that they se- they got rid of them as a running gag early on, so they didn't get stale. They didn't run out of stuff. My favorite one's the one that backfires on Bart. We'll get to that one with Hugh Jackson. Well, there's the one that backfires on him on purpose. Oh yeah, because he wants Jimbo to get his ass beat. Yep. Well, yeah. My name is Jimbo Jones. And I live. Evergreen Terrace. You just made your second mistake. Ah, nice and rusty. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get to that one. So, of course, Smithers talks Burns down. And he goes, he didn't, you haven't beaten up, and he's all upset. And he's like, uh, once again, you've been the, the yin to my yang. And he immediately turns into happy scritch, the, like the happy Grinch Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, like the evil man who's turned the thing. And he's like, Doing the Dr. Seuss rhyming. We'll get him a fabulous present. An extravagant present. They go to like every mall and every store. And he's like, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And then they settle on X to Kepalotletl. The giant Olmec head. Oh, an advanced copy of the autobiography. Will there ever be a rainbow by C.M. Burns? And of course, of course, you, you gotta love how it's like this giant box that takes four guys side by side to haul out of the truck and somehow they get it into the house effortlessly. Yes. Like, there's no way that head would have ever gotten into the house without actually carving the side of the house out, but there you go. Garage, but nowhere else. Exactly. <laughs> cool, a big ugly head. And he's like, here, boy. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And I also love that, like, you can like, see whoa, a crowbar. You open the box yeah, with I it. I didn't forget you. Cool, a crowbar. Open the box, stupid. <laughs> Freaking Lisa. 
What I do like is uh, where it's like, oh, you know, it's an Olmec, it's an Olmec head, but Maggie, already showing signs of brilliance at a young age, pulls up the Aztec card. And no, even, as, not Aztec. Heck, Olmec. But, like, that's still really fucking advanced. I don't think I knew what either of those words were when I was, like, when I was, like, ten times that age. <laughs> Marge, what does it do? I don't think it does anything. No, seriously, Marge, what does it do? Well, whatever it does, it's doing it now. And the family eats their TV dinners in front of the head while the cat sleeps on it. And they try to go over what the moral of the story is. Well, well it's not a good deed is its own reward, because Bart likes what he got. Yeah. Well, it's not no good deed goes un- unrewarded, because yeah, it only we... happened because of Homer's letter. Is it the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Maybe there is no moral. He's like, yeah, it's just a bunch of stuff that happened, which is like the best way to cap off season two. Ah, <laughs> uh, blood feud. Uh, that is blood Yeah, and in the future, it's not featured, but there are times where they show around the house and you see it like in a corner. Somewhere. It's like in a closet or in the basement or in the garage. Yeah. Like it, it, it's still there. So uh, It's there somewhere. Like a, like a humongous item that you can't get rid of because the richest man in town gave it to you. <laughs> and if he ever shows up and you can't produce it, you are fucked. Yep. Yep. All right. So I misspoke. Otto is actually humming Iron Man by yes. Black Sabbath. <laughs> I think I said Inagata DeVita, so I was wrong about that. Which is funny because I, I knew it was Iron Man, but I said the wrong thing. But, oh, well, that's me. So other trivia. Uh, David Silverman describes the episode as one of my very favorite episodes that I had the pleasure to direct. He notes that several standard Homerisms appear for the first time in the episode, such as Homer's conversations with his brain and his high-pitched fairy voice. Oh, yeah. Marge, you're living in a world of (laughs) make-believe. That is actually a pretty funny, sarcastic voice that he has. Yes. That comes back a couple of times, and it's always really funny. Uh, This episode includes a first act that is much longer than a normal episode of the show. The producers were going to end the act with Mr. Burns feeling better, but decided to extend it to show how the Simpson family was affected. So that's pretty cool. Of course, the episode ends with the discussing that there was no message, and the writers actually had trouble conceiving an ending, and then decided there was no point, so they would just discuss it. So there you go. That's why you got it. (laughs) The that reminds co- me of like the, the three, the, what is it? The, the, oh man, was it, it's called the three, yeah, something, tri- trilogy of error, of error or something like trilogy that. Trilogy of error, yeah. Where in the Linguo episode and at the end it's yep. the monkey shows up and he's like, there was no point to this episode. <laughs> tell yeah, tell your friends, tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, that's a good episode too, because it's a, it's very cleverly done. Everything pays off in it. Which is why it's funny that that's what they went with. Well, like, this episode had no plot. Actually, it did. It had several. Uh, the composition and setting of the scene with Smithers and Dr. Hibbert, what they're discussing his health, is, of course, referencing Citizen Kane, where Kane talks to his wife, Susan Alexander, after she attempts suicide. So they always get those references in there. They uh, Sam Simon, Algene, and Mike Rice... Reese. I never remember how to pronounce his name. I think it's Reese. Uh, they came up with the idea for the episode when they were trying to fill up the rest of the production run. The co-worker had recently needed a blood transfusion, 
So the writers just thought it would be funny if Mr. Burns had one. Uh, and I think it worked. And of course, a fabulous, grabulous, zip, zoop, zabulous presence is ripped right out of Dr. Seuss. But we already talked about that. <clears throat> so, of course, uh, we, do, we do know that Mr. Burns is always referred to as Monty. So maybe there's a reason Homer didn't know what his name was anyway, because... His name is C. Montgomery Burns. Right. His, his actual first name is Charles. He's Charles Montgomery Burns, but he all, he, even he refers to himself as Monty Burns. So that's... Uh, it's that old school thing like where I was an adult before I realized my father's parents' names weren't their names. They both went by their middle name. Yeah, there you go. I have a, I have a co-worker. His name is Matt, but his actual first name is Randolph. And his brother's the same way. They, they, they all go by their middle names, not their, not their given first names. But I've had a couple of friends like that. I had a friend named Anthony in kindergarten who his real true first name was Paul after his father. But he went by his middle name. He liked his middle name better. So we went with it. Hey. I rem- and I remember like kind of being shocked to learn that that wasn't his name the whole time. But... So we, I, want you to, I want you to refer to me as Harold. Is that, is that your middle name? Yep. Uh, okay, Harry. Mm-hmm. Well, my middle name's William. You want to call me Billy? Oh, God, we look at Chuck and Billy thing going on. Billy and Harry. Over <laughs> Billy <there>. and Harry. <laughs> you know that thing where it's like your, your poor name is your middle name and the street you grew up on? Well, my middle name's William and I grew up on Beaver Brook, so my poor name is Billy Beaver. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, that's a good one. I appreciate that one. So, of course, double O negative blood doesn't actually exist. So, yes. But there is a further distinction rather past O negative. Yes, there is. But I also know why your dad got, got hounded. Only 7% of Americans are O negative. Yeah, and it's universal donor that can donate to anybody. Anybody, right. So. Anybody could use their blood. But at the same time, only some of this O negative can take O negative blood. <laughs> that is true, which is what kind of sucks. But if you have AB blood, you're a universal you recipient. You can receive everything. Yeah, you're a slut. You're a blood slut. <laughs> Uh, Homer's at the same station that he was at at Homer's Odyssey. So, but I think they just threw that in there so he could pass, see Burns passing by. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and of course, uh, the ghostwriter that Burns hired says he wrote like, Hell I Can't, which is a parody of Sammy Davis Jr.'s autobiography, Yes I Can. Uh, and everything, the other piece of trivia we already talked about. We, uh, Weird Al, uh, the head showing up in other episodes, so. Yeah. So, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's it for season two. That is... Have no fear as we got stories for years. And we do. So, what we're going to attempt to do next week is we're going to try to record two episodes. And then that week you'll get, so next Friday you'll get your next episode and then the Friday 
or the the following Monday, you will get the following one. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so what we'll do is on we will be recording Stark Raving Dad, the season three opener that is not on Disney Plus. I bet you that's in the trivia. I I can almost guarantee you that's in the freaking trivia. Stark Raven Dad. And then uh, Season 3, Episode 2 is Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. So you can look forward to Stark Raven Dad next Friday and Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington on Monday. And that's what will start making our production schedule moving forward. Uh, It'll still be late on Fridays until my work schedule catches up, of course. So at least for two weeks, it's not going to be, like, early Friday. It'll be late, closer to, like, 9, 10 p.m. But then I'll probably start scheduling them for, like, 7 o'clock p.m. drops. But, uh... uh, I know how I'm going to watch this episode, Dan. Because I own the DVD. But if you need help watching it, we can do a uh, a screen share and watch it together. I have no problem doing that. I'm going to need something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but your final thoughts on Blood Feud and Season 2 as a whole? Uh, Blood Feud, it, it, could have been, it could have gone either way, but I'm glad they went the way they did because it could have been just an awful, like, it could have actually been like a real feud and they're just doing awful things to each other. But instead it's just them yelling at each other and him getting fired for a couple of days, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, it just, and it ends up being a funny payoff with the huge freaking Olmec head. So it pays off pretty good. Okay, this is season two. Things were still very, very good. Most of the episodes are classics. The um, Simpsons really fa- are really starting to find themselves here. And then with three and four, they absolutely found themselves. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're on the upswing right now. We don't really peak, really, until, like, season five and season six. But yeah, I mean, this stuff is just freaking, freaking good. It's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, And uh, with the uh, production schedule, of course, coming back uh, with, with going to get a little more creative time for me, I will be able to schedule another Chris Ranks the Universe. I want to make sure we get Mando season two, because I promise that next, but then you and I can sit down and really go over season one, season two of The Simpsons. We'll make that a, uh, and I'll start getting some other stuff in there too, because I'm going to be working on that MCU, and I'm going to be working on those Pixar movies. And I know you're going to be in for the MCU. Yes. Pixar, I've decided is going to, or not Pixar, uh, MCU is going to go straight to uh, Far From Home. That's going to be my uh, my cutoff for those. So I was originally going to cut off those Disney movies, but then. By the the project got so delayed that I was just like, screw it, I'm going to include him. But yeah, so well, that's our where next gonna... MCU movie isn't until maybe May if yeah, they still do yeah, it. Exactly, if they still so. do it, <laughs> I catch back up on those too. But yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got going on here. So some cool stuff coming forward. Keep an eye out for that website. I'll be working on that in the next couple of weeks. I should have that launched before April. And uh, as far as anything else goes, we appreciate your support. Uh, get on the list if you want to be on an episode recording. That might be the one week we have the issue when we have the guest on. That's when we might have to like move recording times around. But we'll try to at least get it done before the uh, before stuff happens because you know 
the last thing I want is uh, is to have to delay something just to. I'm not like I want to have people on because I like the guest spot, but I'm not gonna like turn the whole freaking. Well, I mean, a day or so maybe, but like, day or it's so. gonna have to be, you know, a complete upheaval and stuff. Then sorry, bro. And we're not gonna be able to do that. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, but that wraps up this week's edition. Get ready for uh, two episodes a week starting next week. Well, all right, technically next week we'll have one episode. The following week we'll technically have two if you want to be like that because somebody will. But, yeah. but this show is going to be a, a Friday to Thursday week. I always love those. Oh, our weeks are Tuesday to Monday. Oh, yeah. No, shut <laughs> up. Just stop. Like, Wait. no, weeks are Sunday to Saturday. But right. The week is whatever the frig i want it to be and uh i'll be launching a video game show soon that dan will be a part of he's got a webcam now so we'll both be able to be on camera for it even though the cameras will be tiny and in the corner but you know uh stuff to talk about so stay tuned and let's uh let's wrap up season two thank you all for tuning in we'll see you next week for season three on the stupid sexy podcast it's like i'm podcasting nothing at all